You're listening to a production of the Good Lion Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of First Time Bible Teacher, a podcast designed to help you learn to teach the Bible, starting with the very basics. Today's episode is about pushing through a bad teaching. As much as we think and work and prepare, sometimes our teachings just don't go to plan. When you're in the middle of a teaching that isn't working, it's going to be really easy to panic. This episode gives some helpful tips for pushing through teachings like that that I've learned through my own bad teaching experiences. Let's dive in. At one point in his boxing career, they interviewed Mike Tyson, and they asked him about a fight that he had coming up. And they asked him, hey, your opponent is out there and he's talking and he's saying that I've got a full plan worked out. I know exactly what I'm going to do to defeat Mike Tyson. What do you say in response to that? And his answer was crazy simple and has been quoted so many times since. He simply said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Now, when you're teaching, hopefully you're not about to get physically punched in the mouth. If you, if you are, something has gone terribly wrong, and this podcast is not going to address problems that big. But there will be times in your teaching where you will feel like you have an incredible plan. You were ready to go. You put the work, the effort, the hours, all that stuff into being ready. You did your part, and then you show up, and you feel like a bad teaching is punching you right in the face. And you are wondering, what the heck do I do to try to recover from this? What do I do to push my way through this teaching? One of the things you need to be encouraged with right from the beginning, and maybe it won't sound encouraging at first, but remember, everyone goes through teachings like that. You are not the broken teacher. You are not the one who really doesn't have the gift of teaching because you feel like you get in these situations where you're standing in front of people and you're teaching the Bible and you feel like you have no idea what's going on. Any worthwhile Bible teacher has stories of teachings that have gone bad. Anyone that you talk to who has taught the Bible for any length of time is able to tell you of moments when they were up there and they were teaching and things did not go to plan. That's just part of the deal. You're going to end up with those moments. So this isn't a if you end up having a bad teaching to push through podcast. This is a when you have bad teachings to push through podcast. It's it's just like learning any other skill. As you learn something, you need to push through you need to push through failure, you need to push through mistakes, you need to learn lessons the hard way. It's true of learning how to play basketball, it's true of learning how to ride a bike, and it's true of learning how to teach the Bible. There are just going to be moments when you feel rattled and you don't really know how to push through it, when you are experiencing something that isn't working and you got to figure out what to do next. And when you're rattled, When you're standing in front of people and you're not really sure why things aren't feeling right, like why is it that they're not responding to me? Why is it that my brain is in a thousand places? Things can either really fall apart or you can use some simple thinking to try to slow yourself down and push your way through that teaching that doesn't feel like it's working. So here are some things that have helped me 
in learning how to push through bad teachings. The first is instead of just being lost in, oh my goodness, this isn't going well, what do I do? First thing is just internally within your own mind, try to diagnose the issue. Why is it that people are not connecting? Why do you feel like this teaching isn't working? What is it that's going on? Because Teachings will feel like they're not working for a variety of reasons, and diagnosing them is, un- even though it's the first tip I'm giving you, it's unfortunately the hardest part. Learning how to see clearly in that moment and see, here's what my people need, here's what my people don't need, that's the hardest thing, but you can't solve the issue without knowing what the issue is. When you just go to a doctor and you're like, fix me, if, if they just immediately were like, okay, and they didn't ask you any questions about what was wrong, you'd be concerned about that. You can't fix an issue if you don't know. So some simple ones that seem to come up a lot. Uh, do you have too much content in your message? Are there just so many ideas that you're throwing at your people that they can't keep up with all the things that you're saying? Maybe that's what's going on. It's not that they're unwilling to listen to you, It's not that they don't want to listen to you. It's that they just can't keep up with all the different things that you're throwing at them. So that's the thing that I go to first. If I feel like a teaching isn't working, is there just too much content? Because sometimes I've even had it where I've been, um, and these numbers are going to look different for everybody, but I've been like a page into my notes and I have like five or six pages up there with me. And I've done a page of my notes and I've used half of my time and I go, oh, goodness, what am I going to do? And I, I just rush. I start rushing through things. I have too much stuff and I feel like I need to say all of it. So I just keep going and I watch the audience go, oh, my goodness, this is going to be a lot more than I can handle. You know, those moments when you're listening to a teaching and the preacher says, I've got five points to share with you. And then they talk about the first point for 25 minutes And in the seat, you're sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, he has so many more to go. And we've only done the first one. If there's just too much content, people are going to begin disconnecting. So maybe that's what's going on. You're just trying to say too much and you feel it and the audience feels it. You need to be aware of that before you can fix it. Uh, Maybe you're teaching at too deep of a level. You're trying to teach as if everyone in the room is a committed Christian ready to follow you into whatever you're saying. You're just saying, let's do this when they're sitting there thinking, you need to convince me of this. Or even the other way around, um, you're teaching at an intellectual level, making assumptions about what your audience knows and understands. You know, you're making these links to uh, confusing segments of scripture. You know, I don't think any preacher should ever say something like, as we all know, the book of Revelation says, like, there are so many people so confused by that book in their Christian walk, and there's so much learning left to do. Don't dive too deep. You know, if you're teaching at such a deep level and you feel the audience pulling back, you can start saying to yourself, maybe I'm hitting too deep a level. Maybe at times it's something really simple. Maybe the audience is just distracted by something. Maybe a phone went off. Maybe there's something weird on the screen behind you. Maybe there's an AV problem that people are finding it hard to see past to be able to uh, engage with the teaching. You may be distracted by something. There may be something that's going on in your mind that's just kind of keeping you from really being focused on teaching 
the message. You can tell when you're listening to a teaching when the preacher is distracted. So if you're distracted by something, you need to identify it. You need to put it aside for a minute. You need to decide, I am not going to be focused on this. I'm going to focus on the teaching that I have at hand. So if you diagnose the issue, you can start to fix the issue. So just kind of keep that running idea going in your mind of what are the things that might be causing people to disconnect from this teaching. If you can identify it, you can really start to make progress towards fixing it. So diagnose the issue, figure out what's going on. Second thing I would say, don't apologize for the fact that something may be going on. Here's one of the things that is interesting. You may be teaching something that you think this is falling apart, this isn't interesting, this is super boring, this is way too deep a level, no one is paying attention. And you may think I should apologize for the way this teaching is going. And as you apologize, there may be someone sitting there whose life is changing forever, who is seeing the truth of scripture in a new and powerful way. And now you're going to tell them, hey, but by the way, this teaching isn't actually any good. Hey, by the way, this isn't really worth listening to. When there's massive change going on in that person's heart, don't downplay what God might be doing in a message. When you think something is bad, it doesn't mean that everybody else in the room thinks it's bad. So don't tell them that it is. Don't remind them, hey, whatever you're thinking right now, this actually isn't working. And they're also, to the flip side of that, there may be people who are listening to your message and they think that it's not going well. And then you apologize and you let them know that they're right. And then they just tune out from that point. They hear, oh, this isn't working. Okay, it's just what I suspected. So I'm not going to do the work of engaging with this teaching because it's not working anyway. You know, your goal is not to give messages that people like or feel are great or uh, that, that even make them like you. Your goal is to give people the word of God. Your goal is to help people understand who Jesus is. And so when you introduce an apology into a message, It no longer focuses on what the Word of God is saying in that moment. It focuses on what your relationship with the audience is like in that moment. And you might be prone to apologize because you're trying to think your way through something. Let me encourage you, silence is okay in a message. You can pause for a lot longer than you think you can before people even really get the idea that something has gone on. You can pause for up to five to seven seconds even. See, that right there was a five-second pause. You probably just looked at your phone to see like, wait, did the podcast stop? Like, you probably didn't sit there that whole time thinking, oh my goodness, what's going on? Like, you can pause for a while collect your own thoughts. It'll it'll feel a lot longer to you than it will to your audience. You can pause for that time, gather yourself, and you don't need to apologize and draw attention to the fact that things don't feel like they're working. So don't apologize. It's not going to be helpful. It will only draw people's attention to the fact that you are not feeling comfortable. Third thing I'd want to say, don't get stuck in your notes. Whatever you've prepared, whatever you've worked through, whatever you've written down, 
to get ready for the message, that is not the message itself. You know, I'm a big sports fan and the smartest coaches that I look up to and that all fans look up to really are the ones that are good at making in-game adjustments. They're the ones that can show up and see what's going wrong and they can pivot away from something that they really thought was going to work and go into a different thing. Remember, your notes are there to help you. They shouldn't own you. A lot of times, my bad teachings go from bad to worse when I double down on I need to be all about my notes. I need to just grab the pulpit with two hands and look down and at times even read my way through it. Sometimes things are bad because your notes were the problem. They helped you work through some ideas. They put some good information in your head. But if you're all about those notes, they may keep you from stepping away from what's not working and into what could work instead. So don't get caught up in, I need to just go through all the things I've written down. Sometimes the best thing that I've done in bad teachings is I've told myself, I'm going to walk away from the podium for the next seven minutes. I'm just going to completely walk away from it. Maybe I'll, I'll bring my Bible with me and I'll just like pick it up away from my notes and carry it with me and go somewhere else on the stage. And I'll just say, I'm going to stand here for the next five minutes. And it's just going to be me and a Bible and hopefully the Holy Spirit guiding me through it. And that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to break away from the notes. And then when I come back to them, I may be exactly where I want to be again. I may be in a completely different idea than anything I had written down. And that's okay. Because sometimes you just need to break away from, I wrote way too much. I, I was too complicated. I need to just get away from all of that stuff and just get back to sharing scripture. It helps you get out of your own head sometimes. Now, that doesn't mean you pick up your notes and rip them up in front of everybody. But if you become a slave to your notes, you may become enslaved to the things that are ruining that message. So be careful of that. It's not all about what your notes have to say. Next thing I would say, you pull out of your notes for a little bit. Don't get stuck in them. So what do you lean on? If you're not relying on your notes, lean on your main points. Lean on what's most solid in your message. In any message you prepare, there are main points that you have to share, and there are fringe things that support those things. There's the main things of this is the essential building block of this teaching, and then there's the things that help support or make that main block more interesting. Sometimes just cut away all of that other stuff and really just get to the main points. You know, you can sit there and just keep repeating what is most solid. And people will get that and enjoy it. And they won't feel like you didn't say much because you're giving them something they weren't thinking about all week. You know, for you, the main point, it's something that you've probably identified three, four days before that, maybe even longer, depending on, on how long your prep time is. You've known about this point for a while. They're learning about it right now. They're, they've just begun thinking about that particular point. If there's stuff that you know is really, really solid, lean on that stuff. Get people to that stuff. So I could have a teaching about the idea 
uh, that Jesus is Lord. I just want to keep hitting that idea that Jesus is Lord. There's probably going to be tons of other illustrations and cross-references and examples that I'm going to want to give that help support that. But ultimately, when things are going wrong, I need to ask myself, what is it that I really want them to get? Well, what I want them to get is that Jesus is Lord. So I'm going to simplify and come back to that. Simplifying wherever you can along the way helps you think, I don't have to remember all this different stuff. I just got to remember the main thing that I'm trying to give these people. You know, when teachings are going wrong and you're trying to figure out what's the main stuff I need to lean on, it's the stuff that's really simple. It's the stuff that is the meat and the building block of the message. When things are going wrong, become a steakhouse. All I'm trying to do is give you really solid meat. All I'm trying to do is give you just the main thing that you're going to be able to chew on and walk away with. Make sure your main points are super, super clear. And don't be afraid of repeating them. That's one of the other things that will really uh, put you in a spiral when a teaching doesn't feel like it's working. It'll really bring you down. You feel like you're just repeating the same things over and over and over again, and you're searching and stretching for what's a new thing I can say. Well, sometimes you don't need to search or stretch. You just need to help people sit in a particular idea. You just need to help them see that one thing clearly. I got two more things to say. Make a personal connection if a teaching isn't going well. You know, break out of the preaching mode. Sometimes the reason you feel a preaching isn't going well is because it doesn't sound like something a preacher would give. It doesn't sound polished. It doesn't sound finished. It doesn't sound like there's a lot of art or craft that's gone into it. But it's not because you have bad things to say. It's not because what you're trying to share is not worth sharing or is not true or anything like that. So just lean into those things and particularly lean towards application. Even if it doesn't feel like a super polished teaching, if you just give really solid main points and then you lean hard on application, here's what you do with this message. Here's how you live differently because of it. If you do that, then you've given a good teaching. You've pushed your way through it. You were scared in the process, but you've given people new things to think on, or at least you've reminded them of truth that they should remember, and you've shown people how they can use that truth in everyday life. Those are great things to do. Those are marks, I think, of any good teaching. So even if it took you being scared to simplify down to that point, that's okay. That's worth it. Um, Add illustrations where you can, particularly from your own life. You know, what's a, a moment the last week where you were prepping where that truth in that message really came to bear on your own life? What was something personal that happened to you that helped show you, oh, this is what this really means and brought it from a head knowledge level to a heart knowledge level? You know, what are those personal moments that have happened? Start thinking through some of those things. You know, break out of I have notes to share with you and break into I am a person who has something to say to you. I want to connect with you. And I don't want you to just hear my ideas and tell me they're good. I want you to have a relationship with me. And I want you to see that I really care 
that you get this. You know, make those personal connections and they will push through all of the the lack polish, all of the lacking, um, you know, niceties that come along with a message. And the last thing I would say is this. Sometimes you feel like a message isn't working and it's just because people aren't responding to you. Don't let a lack of response shake you from what you want to say. Sometimes the teachings that feel the worst do the most. The teachings that you're most scared of, oh my goodness, this isn't going anywhere. Those teachings sometimes accomplish the most in people's lives. When you're teaching the Bible, you need to teach in faith. If there are things that you really feel compelled by God to say, then you say them no matter what the audience is doing. You're not there just to entertain them. You're not there just to keep them from being bored on Sunday. You're there to show them the truth that God wants to show them. There is nothing more incredible than that. So if you feel like you have something meaningful to say, and you feel like you're looking at an audience that isn't really coming along with you for it, that doesn't mean you're messing up. It doesn't mean that you're wrong. Sometimes you just need to preach in faith the things that you think God has called you to say. And even if you don't see the response of the audience, and even if you never see the response of the audience, I'm sure that you can look back and think on teachings that you listened to where you weren't giving any kind of outward response, but you were tracking with the whole way. Don't let the weird look of an audience shake you from preaching the truth that God wants you to preach. Thank you for listening to another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a rating or a review. It really helps get the word out. Make sure that you're subscribed or tell your friends about it. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else that you get your podcasts. You can follow this and all of the great content from the Good Lion Podcast Network by going to that website, goodlion.io. We're also on Instagram, at goodlion.io. And also, you can follow us on Twitter now, at Good Lion Network. You know, that'll keep you up to date with all the podcasts that are coming out, the articles that are being written, all the great content being produced by the Good Lion family. You can also follow this podcast specifically on Instagram, at First Time Bible Teacher. We have videos that are, are samples of the different episodes. We have episode art, and we have all sorts of different things to help you stay connected with this podcast and the Good Lion Network at large. May God bless you in your teaching. We'll see you next time.